Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. You're listening to Petty Little Things with your hosts, Victoria Secret and Davina Devine. Hey, hey petty, petty bitches. bitches. Welcome to Petty Little Things. This is Davina Devine. And this is Victoria's Secret and it's December. What the it fuck? It is December. It's December the 7th. Isn't it? But this is going to December 8th, which is my 20 year official anniversary. Which if <gasps> Happy I ever, birthday I'm to actually you. so sick of myself already. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Oh, well, thank you very much. It's not really a birthday, it's, it's an anniversary. Anniversary. It's, a, it's an anniversary. Um, I tell you this morning, actually, give you a laugh. I literally, like, we were doing, we did a gig last night for Petty, for Pretty Little Thing. Which was really hard to say. We'll talk about that in a while. Uh, so we were like, we, we weren't out too late. We were actually on radio, but I was knackered because it was like a long evening. Yeah. And this morning I woke up and I was like, kind of, do you know when you just fall back asleep and then you wake up and you're like, oh my God, where am I? What time is it? I was supposed to be, well, what day is it? Have, have I missed my anniversary? Have <laughs> <laughs> I missed my big day? And then I was like, oh God, no, thank God, it's fine. And then I text you, I said, well, let's go in, we record the pod. Two seconds later, my phone rings. Uh-huh. I was like, who is this number? Mm-hmm. It was like a radio interview that I'd lined up completely forgot. No, I mean, I literally just hadn't spoken a word. I was like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, hello. And he's like, it's not like a pre-recorded live on air interviews. Straight <laughs> like, into it. He's like, ready now after this. And I said, yeah, sure. So he starts, uh, he goes, I'm just going to put you through and listen to the ads. So there's all these lot. But for some reason, I think it's like, I think it was like community or local radio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the ads on those radio shows are very long. Yeah, it's like Bernie's wallpaper. Yeah, it's very Get long. Three rolls for a tenner. Yeah, and then it's like, and we also have sofas and lockers. <laughs> and downstairs in the basement, we have <laughs> people locked up. Cages for your children. So, <laughs> like, there's all sorts. So. Uh, yeah, so I was like, oh God. So I'm waiting there, like, you know, kind of going, oh my God, oh my God. And then he goes, hello, Davina Divine, welcome on. Oh, radio, radio voice. Yeah, real radio. radio. And I was like, hello. And then he said, uh, so 20 years, wow, da, 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 the usual. So I've been talking the same interview basically over yeah. and over for the now, last week. Do you like, think week. this person know who, knew who you were? No idea, I'd say. And a man I'd say of a certain generation, certain age, but lovely, really nice man. And then he says, now come here, I have to say this here while I have you. Uh, 
uniforms in schools. What do you think about this? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, oh God. Oh my God, I said, Marcus. This is where is this going? Yeah. I think you should be able to wear any uniform you want. I don't see the big fuss over what you should wear. And I was like, literally, like, going, I'm just open my eyes. I'm like covered in mascara, uh-huh. like, going, are you trying to say to me that like boys and girls should be allowed to wear what they want to school? And he was like, yeah, like I don't see the problem. And I was like, this is not why I'm here. No. I was like, this is very controversial. No. I have a spice girl in the 20 year anniversary. Yeah, Come on. I, like, like, <laughs> I said, well, listen, you know, wait my usual. With, like social norms, da da da. I was like, but anyway, I said, I'm celebrating 20 years. <laughs> Did you do that? Yeah. You cut back to I it. I had to because I was like, this. And then he goes, yeah, that's right. And I said, um, I said, I'm only awake and, you know, I was working night times. And he said, well, I'm a golfer and I, I, you know, I forget that people work nights and da, da, da. And he said, but before we go back to the uniforms. Did he really do that? Put me back to the uniforms. I need to hear this interview. I was like, oh my God. And I said, well, you know, I feel like kids should be able to wear it. It's like, it's an item of clothing. I said, and at the end of the day, you know, this, it's not got to do with drag. I was like, but, you know, sometimes people are cold. They want to wear a trouser. Yeah. And some boys want to wear a skirt and that's fine. It's like, yeah. it's a piece of clothing. It doesn't mean or define anything. Uh, and I said, and at the end of the day, we all wear a bit of drag in yeah. our daily lives. And that's kind of where I left it. But I was like, Jesus, H Christ. I literally yeah. am only like up out of bed. <laughs> and I mean, literally just up out of bed and I'm there fighting for like so gender he, equality. He asked you more so like, should people have to wear a uniform? But you made it more about they can wear whatever type of garment they yeah. like. I love it. Yeah, Good. I, and also I was like, I don't give a fuck what kids wear to school. Yeah. I was like, I don't have kids. I don't, <laughs> not everyone 10 and having kids. And you know my feelings on kids, so I'm like, I don't care. I don't care if they wear bin bags and fucking witches hats. Like, I don't care. Right, come here. You obviously, this is a big week for you. It is. I feel like it's a long time coming because you've been trying to plan this for a while. So originally it was supposed to be uh, my 10 year Thursday Thursday. Yeah. Um... Event that was what I was supposed to do. That was supposed to be in 2020. Mm. Well, it, was, it was actually supposed to be 2019, but it was moved to, and 2020 happened and then COVID happened. Yeah. So I kind of missed all that. And then like, then I was going, oh my God, we kind of missed that. Cause I wanted to actually just have a night to celebrate yeah, 10 years sure. of that. Cause it's and just to been, celebrate all the customers that come in all, like every yeah. fucking week to see you. And loads of people have been very loyal and people come mm. very regularly. So I was like, yeah, like make it about that. But then uh, I just realized I was like, oh my God, it's actually 20 years. That's, mm. And it was just kind of one of those things, but it wasn't like, to be honest, I just want to have any reason to have a party. Yeah. That kind of way. Yeah. So, and to book someone fab. Yeah. And, and we really were looking at booking people for ages and yeah. we haven't had a pop act in ages. And Thursday was always known for having a pop act like mm-hmm. over the years. So I was like, we haven't had that in ages. And I've just felt like we, we're so busy. Like we deserve to have throw something back. But you know, as well as I do, how hard that's been to book people. Oh, it's and so hard. Like, to find I mean, uh, like, we won't say what was, what it is, but Tavina just had to pause for a break there. I was hearing about what the rider is now. Yeah. Riders fascinate me because there's always a platter of fruit on it that nobody even touches. Mm. Like, I'm going to be real with y'all. I've gotten a lot of riders over the years and that I've ignored 80% yeah. of the things on them. And if they ask for it on the night, I'll go to Subway. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I'll tell you this now. I'll tell you, I'll tell you after what was on the rider. Oh yeah. I'll only tell on on next Patreon to, only. Yeah. I'll tell you. I'll Patreon tell, exclusive. I'll tell you what, what, Mel, what Melanie is looking for. <laughs> Uh, and what's required because there is actually certain things that were like like no deal no, oh, no deal no love. but the thing about those writers is half the time they're not coming from the artist requesting it it's just like these people are trying to like the people that work for the mm-hmm. artists are trying to show their worth yeah. if that makes sense absolutely I made this happen great delight well I remember like the, the Khalees writer was the most insane one I've ever seen okay that was the biggest there was like 
I always forget, remember there was like uh, didn't touch it took the champagne didn't touch one thing I was yeah. like why is she? she wanted six black towels mm. brand new yeah. she wanted fresh ginger she wanted vitamin water you know that it was actually lovely you know the vitamin yeah, infused water we mm. didn't even have that really in Ireland no. had to get that in Fallon Burn. oh uh, what else? Pricey. Yeah, it was like and like a full like range of flavors. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wanted wine. She wanted gin. She wanted cheese and crackers, mm-hmm. and a bottle of champagne. I think it was Dom Perignon. And she literally just at the end just took the bottle of champagne, put it in her handbag, and walked out. Fucked off. Didn't touch. And oh, she took a towel, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, and actually, black towels are actually a good call because you know when you're call. sweaty mm-hmm. and makeup leaves like makeup like you just see a big orange mark on like it's not pretty. No, it's not good. Yeah. So black tail's a good call. The, the other side of it is like cheese and crackers, yeah, but like at least if she had a fucked off and there was goujons there, we could have had a little feast oh afterwards. God. But I'm not going on a cheese and cracker in the middle <laughs> of the George. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, I want to ask you a few questions. Yeah. If you were starting drag all over again, okay, right, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. after doing it for 20 years, what's the one piece of advice that <sighs> like you give I, yourself? If, if I was starting then or starting now? Starting now. What's starting the one now, piece of advice you give yourself? I would say... I would say don't look at what other people are doing. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I yeah. would say actually just kind of like the one, the one piece of advice that I, that I remember getting for myself was that um, it was to actually be true to, to who you are as a person mm. and to actually like, because when I first started drag, I remember being so inspired by everyone that was around me and kind of go, well, this person does this and I'm going to kind of like, it was like unkindbeknownst, I just thought that's what you did. Yeah. So you kind of would try and emulate something that's else. That's drag. That was drag. It's drag. It was, you know I mean? it was drag, especially then. Mm. Whereas now I feel like everybody is just looking at what everyone else is doing. But then yeah. the minute, the minute I start doing things for myself, mm-hmm. Um, and was like kind of dressing the way I wanted to dress and he's making bad terrible mistakes you saw that montage video yeah. like making awful mistakes but it was like it, it started to get reactions from people because it was genuine love it and that's the thing but I, I, I don't it's just a different time now and I just mm-hmm. feel like I just don't know because I've been doing a lot of reminiscing and a lot of kind of reflection, self-reflection. Oh I just have a picture of you looking out a window while it's raining, thinking, yeah, like, reminiscing. That's very, <laughs> that's very, that's very my vibe. Whatever that song is. <laughs> uh, no, I have been doing a lot of um, reminiscing. And I have to say, like, things have changed so much in 20 years. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I first started out, it was kind of like, oh, 20 Jubilee, ha ha. Then I was going, wow, it actually has been crazy long time. And it's like, things have changed culturally so much. Mm-hmm. The country has changed so much. There's no, like, there was no social media. There was no YouTube. Yeah. There was no makeup tutorials, no influencers. Mm-hmm. There was no fast fashion. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, you had to, and there was something kind of a bit more innocent or like, yeah. I don't know, genuine about it. Okay, which is more fun, then or now? To be honest, then. I think so too. To be honest, then, I feel like drag now has become too mainstream, too clean cut, too accessible. Mm-hmm. I loved when it was a bit like in the nightclub, dirty, a bit grimy, Me too. a bit. I liked that. That was where I kind of grew up Me in too. that element. And we, we spoke about this before, like you started drag then because you wanted to have some fun mm. and be silly and just like, like get up to mischief. I don't know if, if performers are starting like that anymore. No. And it was also, I remember this vibe of like, you kind of would like, what would you say? You didn't take yourself seriously at all. Mm-mm. You'd wear fucking any old thing. You'd stick anything on your head. You'd do anything in a number. Like, I remember changing April's nappy in a number one time. Yeah. Feeding her t- tins of baby food. Yeah. Like, you'd do anything and you'd think it was gas and yeah. you'd, you'd have some new... Be okay to be mad cringe. Yeah. You wouldn't care. You wouldn't care because there was no, like... 
there was no kind of repercussion or there's no, you just didn't give a shit. Whereas Mr. Now, Sandman. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But it, and it was something quite, quite free in that. Yeah. Whereas now I feel like there's this expectation on people to be like you, like if you don't kind of deliver, or you don't do a certain thing. People are so judgy now and people are less, I don't know, people appreciate it less, I think. Okay. They, they want more. Mm-hmm. And I just think, you know, all these queens now, you see them jump, like they, it just rots me, this fucking jumping into splits and fucking death drops and da-da-da, mm-hmm. because that can only go so far. Yeah. And you cannot watch a whole show of that. You no. just can't. Like, it's like pole dancing. Yeah. It's like you can't watch a full thing of that. It's like that just... It's yeah. like the same, same all the time. Yeah. There has to be a bit of variety. And drag is about performance. Mm-hmm. It's actually like, if you can't stand on that stage. An interpretation. Yeah. If you can't stand on that stage without any props, without mm-hmm. any gimmicks and actually just do it, I don't think you should be on the stage. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if you are just totally reliant on a trick mm-hmm. or something that's, I know those things are good, yeah. but those things are good in moments. I think those things are good when you have to do five or six numbers in a show. That's called you know variety. I mean? That's, that's given but that. That's called variety. Yeah. But doing that constantly mm. in every fucking thing yeah. is boring. Yeah. And it's like reliant. It's when you're reliant on that, that's not performance. I'm and without- wanting to sound like someone's granny everyone's getting really badly hurt doing these things like Vojo Lee has said on her it's her close friend story that she's never going to do some of those death drop yeah. things ever again because she's fucked up her knees well I just have to say and I know she like she's not really drag but like Whitney Devere who used to perform in the George yeah. she used to like do drag like they you know kind of like really you know questionable drag <laughs> but she used to do that and she used to come and sing at her karaoke which was in her way kind of her drag yeah. and she would drop onto her knees she was on the X Factor she dropped onto her knees in front of like Simon and Louie and all that and she basically ended up in hospital yeah. she had to get like her two knees free done she, now she walks with a limp she's actually like she's like disabled now because <sighs> of that and that's Ow. that's fucking serious like okay. I'm not even be, like that's and that's it's kind of mental but mental. but that's where that can lead you to mm-hmm. so it's whatever about just if it's if that's all that your drag is, I just find that very uninteresting. And if that's the way drag is going, okay, that's not something I feel like I don't even want to be a part of, right? Because I don't I don't relate to that. I just feel like you got to give more mm-hmm. than just a fucking you know. It's just a, a trend at the moment. All right, I have more more fun questions. Okay, okay, where would you love to be in twenty years? And it can be as basic as you want for twenty years from now. Yeah. Um. I don't know if I'd still like to be doing this. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't know if, like, I definitely feel in a, in a different space. I think maybe post COVID and kind mm-hmm. of like things have changed for me and it might relate. I still love it. Um, Which but, means the podcast, by the way. Yeah, no, but I'm I, just kidding. I, I still love it, but I feel like it's, I when it's, when it, something's run its course, it's run its course for me. Mm-hmm, okay. But I'm a very kind of person that was like, when I'm done, I'm done. Yeah. And when I'm out, I'm out. Yeah. And I think if I was to be out, I think, um, I will be out. Okay. I will disappear. Uh, I will be gone. What is the oldest item of drag you own? Uh, I have my very first outfit that I ever wore. Yeah. In drag ever. What is it? 20 years, 20 years old. Do you know what I think you should do? Like, you need to bring that on stage tomorrow. Do you know where it is? Uh... I think I do. I think I'd I do. I'd love to see that framed. It's so gross. <laughs> Let's get a big frame. Do you know, it's open. Like, it still has the sun shimmer marks on it from under my arms. Because you know, the sun shimmer would go kind of like green. It was very like mm. of the time. Sun shimmer would go like greeny brown. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, so I still, and I remember it was like a grey. It was like, 
it was fashion from like 2001 mm-hmm. that rolled into 2002. It was Jerry Halliwell era, uh, kind of sportswear meets fashion off the shoulder, grey cotton top with like big pink oh, right? shoulder back yeah. then. One shoulder. Yeah. Um, tiny little titties. <laughs> <laughs> tiny little titties. Um, and I remember at the time thinking that I was like kind of like pudgy. I remember thinking mm. I'm feeling like really pudgy and because I'm like 19. Mm-hmm. And now when I look back at those photos, I'm like, oh my God, I was like so long and just like gangly (laughs) and like, like not pudgy at all. I think drag though makes everyone feel self-conscious about their body because it's like packaging it in different ways. And then all of a sudden you're going, you're so aware of different things. Okay. um, What is the one item that you spent way too much money on? And you're like, what the fuck was I doing? But you thought you needed it at the time. Do you know what I mean? God, I think like so many things, <laughs> so many things. I think, um, like when I think when we first started to drag, like wigs used to be so expensive, so expensive. So expensive. And, like and like some makeup as well. May, may I say, near a lace front, near no. a lace front to be said. Like so, these like hard front, like almost. Rene I don't mean this in a bad way. Like almost like cancer patient wigs. Yeah. Like these are like actually like for people that are suffering with cancer. Like they were kind of aimed at these because they were glamorous styles, mm. but also really ripping off people suffering with cancer like ripping them off yeah. these wigs were like I remember they were like about 250 like euros at the time but like I mean like you may as well have just had a bald cancer head yeah. as opposed to wearing about that wig because it was five like hairs in them like yeah it was like just actually no so they, so we had a few of them yeah. and they would last no time mm-hmm. and all the queens had them Rene of Paris yeah. was like the brand or and if the, you could afford a Raquel Welsh you were doing oh my god no you Jesus. couldn't you couldn't afford a Raquel like she Panty like double the price Panty would get a Raquel Welsh the odd time and everyone like oh give us a look at that yeah. Raquel Welsh <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and she's still not gonna have to say Raquel did do good wigs but they're so overpriced so overpriced and also they're still synthetic they're just yeah. like actually just an Elsa Synthetic wig. But you know those people love a synthetic. Like think of Real Housewives of Dallas and your one's ma. Uh, what's her name? Um, Mama D. Mama D. Yeah, but that's, those short wigs were amazing because they were like yeah. hats, so you just yeah. put them on. Cozy, comfy. But yeah, but also I do, and I've often thought about that as well because there was also a shop in uh, Stevens, um, no, in Periscope Shop and Center called Wigwam. Yes, and they used to rent out those wigs, mm-hmm. and they specialized in helping people that were dealing with hair loss or people that were going through cancer or chemotherapy and they would um, they would like rip people off you know? like it was yeah, I mean so they would say if the wig was 250 online yeah and the internet then I noticed it sounds really old but the internet was like kind of Emerging still. Yeah, online shopping was still kind of coming up. It wasn't like how it is now. And they would like, say a wig was $2.50. They'd sell it for like five fifty. Yeah. And there was another girl that actually went out on her own because she could see the money that the people were making. And she specifically went after Their people, customer. medical, medical oh. people. And I was like, that is actually just fucking rotten. Oh. And I remember afterwards, a friend, um, one of my family members was actually suffering with cancer and she messaged me basically going and I'd sent her loads of links and she was like and they were literally the same wigs that she, as her hair yeah. she was so thrilled um, because there was just so much of that I, and I couldn't believe that people were, were ripping people off like that yeah. but also like people that were sick <coughs> were getting ripped off but also the drag queens were getting ripped yeah. off so <clears throat> totally. so it was probably at that time and the, like drag was so hard to get so it was like shoes were expensive mm-hmm. wigs were expensive like you, you weren't rocking into like you know pennies and picking up a pair of like well like unless you had a little, a little foot but you know you weren't rocking into town to pick up a pair of shoes yeah like a new look wide foot you oh know, my you weren't. god <laughs> she looked directly at me when she <laughs> said that I have two more what is the cheapest thing you bought that you can't live without um 
cheapest thing like I've something bought. cheap that you just can't live without like it's your fave uh, probably my Sally Hansen <laughs> oh okay yeah yeah. I just live for Sally Hansen I think Sally Hansen just fixes everything like because uh, it just makes your skin look so good and there's so many different like skin options and just uh, like probably my Sally Hansen I uh-huh. love because it's if your tan is wearing off it's completed if it's so versatile in so many ways or if you're if you scrape yourself hurt your knee you're like I don't know people don't know this this is kind of gross but if you do false tan mm. and you wear like a thigh high boot yeah. and you do a show and your leg gets really sweaty because it's like they're so stuck to your leg sometimes if you take your boot off your tan will be completely gone it's like sweats off so you literally could have like tan to your knee Okay, and then yeah. completely gone. Yeah. So that's where Sally will step in. She'll, she'll fix you. Sally will step in and fix the day. She'll uh-huh. literally like blend that skin tone down. So, um, yeah. So probably t- uh, Sally is probably that's like cool my go-to. That is a good one. Uh, okay, the Sally last changed one. my life. Basically. This this is really uh, important to your twentieth okay. anniversary because it's obviously a really big month for you. Uh, the last one is who will win Davina's Apprentice <sighs> and win a thousand euros. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to win, by the way? Is the final, when is the final? The final is, the semi-final is going to be on the 15th of final on the 22nd. December and final on the 22nd. And for Love the it. for the semi-final, I have given the task that they have been put into a groups of two. The six people left. Okay. So I've put them into groups of two. Mm. I've given them duets to perform. Yeah. Um, and from that duet, I will pick a winner of the of the duet. Now, I'm looking for someone that is not trying to outdo the other person, someone that's complimentary, but not being com- combative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm going to put that person, will get to do a solo, whatever they want to do to show who they are. Yeah. That doesn't mean they're going to get through to the final, but it just gives them an extra edge to show themselves off. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they could fuck it up. Yeah. But they it. might not. So, that, so that's going to happen there. And then I will basically cut that down. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I dropped my headphones. <laughs> the drama. Do you want to put it on? Yeah. Uh, so I will basically cut that down from three or from six to three. Amazing. Cut that down from six to three. And then on the final, I have one more surprise I'm going to lash out that I have already, that I have already uh, picked. So it's going to be... She's got an evil yeah. smile on her face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be said. But I was actually thinking uh, maybe we should do on the next podcast actually have the, f- the, the finalists, finalists in. I'm down. Totally That'd be down. fun, wouldn't it? Totally down. Because um, I'd like to see what they've... Because to be honest, I haven't really interacted with them much because I don't want to get too involved because I don't want people to say, oh, you have a favourite, you have this. Because yeah. I honestly don't. I'm like, I've been really enjoying it. And I think this year in particular, I don't know if you've seen any of the shows, but uh, they've been really good. Oh, everyone's pulling it out of the bag. Yeah. And I I, I made it really short because I was... I was dubious about how good people were going to be mm-hmm. because in previous years there's been times where you just go oh this could have been shorter yeah. this definitely could have been longer yeah. and I've been Do really though, enjoying the longer it is I, I'd love people to just give, give us the hits work really hard in the numbers and then the show is amazing I think you did it right the only thing I think I, I, I'd say I'm looking for is like I'm looking for people to be genuine to themselves I'm looking for people to I'm looking for to see like authenticity in yeah. these people and just as a, as a queen, you want someone that you feel like you can kind of like have a laugh with and connect with, you know, yeah. like they're going to be around. Yeah, yeah. I don't want like a, a, I don't like a perfect package performance. You know, yeah. kind of I want something that's a little bit kind of rough and ready. Mm-hmm. That's actually just feels, or, you know, like. Honestly, a, people connect with rough and ready, like yeah. in an audience way. I've always said that people are so worried now about what they look like. And I'm like, I think if you can reach someone and just be a bit silly yeah. for a minute and just like snap out of that yeah. three minutes, they're going to connect I, with you more. I think if something is, is a little bit contrived or a little bit too thought out, mm. it's very kind of, um, what would you say? It kind of, it can alienate people. Yeah. So, I, so I'm very curious to see now how the next one's going to go. And then I'm excited for the final. And then, yeah, the winner is going to walk away with a thousand euros. 
few of the little bits and pieces I have, uh, like prize wise. And yeah, I'm buzzing for it. What a great way to just kick off Christmas week. Anyway. We are going to talk about one more topic before we do that. Our Patreon episode is all about our Christmas event that was at the weekend. The good, the bad, the ugly, we're going to get into it. Obviously, the lovely um, bag of chips uh, didn't manage to make it. We'll get into all that if you want to hear it. It's over on our Patreon. But in the meantime, Davina, we did a little event last night. Um, Now, we got an email from the company Pretty Little Thing, and I didn't open it straight away because I was like, oh, are they going to be annoyed at us because we have a podcast <laughs> called Petty Little Things and or Thing and uh, she I, she was like oh just open it just open it so I opened it turns out they wanted to book us they were having their Christmas event they were flying people in from all over Europe and that was on last night so we rocked up to the place where we kind of both started dragging away yeah, so funny like Which talk is weird about timing. It's weird time of the week that's in it. Like actually just being back on that tour. and it was a Tuesday night yeah Tuesday night so like for those of you that don't know myself and Victoria. We didn't start together, but there was a club. It started back in 2003 and it was hosted by uh, myself, Annie Balls and Misdemeanor. Misdemeanor, now she's not Misdemeanor McCall. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was back in 2003. And that was my first actual kind of proper drag gig. Yeah, you were the only one I wasn't scared of, by the way. Just to put that out there. But they were very scary. They were. So to picture this, Sicily, 1962. (laughs) uh, The three girls would be standing at the bottom of the stairs to welcome people in. And you had to pass the queens. Now, this was a regular thing. There was a queen called Revlon who used to do this in Temple Bar Music Centre. And she went on to star in Game of Thrones as uh, Hoder, I think. Hoder. Now, Revlon was 20 foot in drag. And no, I used to be terrified. She, she, was, she was about she seven was and a half foot. She was about seven and a half foot. And I was terrified of walking past her. But more than that, I was terrified of walking past fucking Annie Balls yeah. and Misdemeanor. They'd say, match it to you. You see, Annie Balls was a uh, really good friend of Declan McGregor who ran the club. So that's how that kind of came out. And then I think they wanted kind of Misdemeanor was kind of knocking around for a while. And Annie and Demeanor had a bit of a connection. Yeah. And then they were like, I think they wanted someone kind of new. And no one really knew me. Yeah. I've done a few gigs in the George. So that's how I got that gig. But that led to so many things because so then you were just working more. You're getting to meet loads of different people. Um, but I have to say, if I'm being really honest, I don't really enjoy standing on a door. No. I don't enjoy hostessing. It's yeah. not for me. Yeah. I yeah. definitely, I definitely belong on the stage. Yeah. And not in in the mix with people. Totally. It's like I can small talk and do that, but I don't enjoy it. I actually feel kind of socially awkward. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah, okay. So like I, I know you won't mind me saying this. So we were like standing in the door, we're like they were filling us full of drinks. And we were like, people were coming in, we were saying hi to them. Then all of a sudden I looked at Davina and she turned into this human cloakroom. <laughs> like while people were taking selfies and stuff like that. And I was like, girl, if you pick up one more coat, I'm gonna pull it out your hand and throw it on the floor and stamp all because over it. I felt us. like I was like I wanted to do something. I feel like I just like stand like a tick where it's just like yeah. actually this is just not comfortable for me it's like I want I need to be doing something I need totally. to feel like I'm actually kind of like active in some way Whereas just, both my hands were, were full with drinks so yeah. I couldn't hold on one hand on hip drink another <laughs> hand so anyway there was a ton of Love Islanders there I have to be honest neither of us know anything about Love Island really I watched one season one year really liked it but there's too many episodes to keep up with um, so I actually told one of them that her uh, pants were on show in, mm. but I didn't know she was one of the Love Islanders yeah. the other day. I was like I, I said to her manager I didn't realise we were a manager either tell that girl her underwear is showing tell that girl Girl. <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, I have like, uh, when they were like, oh, they're making a big hole up with the Love Islanders come, I'm like, who are they? 
they were like, they were shocked that I was like, had no idea. I was like, I've no fucking, I don't, I couldn't give a fuck who these people are. I googled them anyway. So afterwards, one is India, who's with an Irish guy who's on Love Island called Dami, and the other one is Michael Owen. Now I knew, I, 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 I kind of recognised her, and I said, I think that's Michael Owen's uh, daughter, and Davina went. Yeah, but what about Michael Owen, basically? Yeah, like, no, who cares about work? He used to be a lash back in the day, didn't he? Yeah, I'd say he probably is still yeah, handsome. He probably still is. But, like, I hate this as well. Like, Ronan Keaton's um, son was on that. Like, just because you're, it's like, this rots me. People, yeah. this, this should be a fucking rotter. But actually, people who are, like, their father or their brother or their sister is famous mm. and they do fuck all. Yeah. You're not a fucking celebrity. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. fuck are you fucking doing? Who gives a shit about you and who <laughs> actually fucking follows you? Who gives a f- and you know who I'm fucking talking about. Uh-huh. You know, in particular, it's one family that's uh-huh. like somebody fucking bring up a set of bed sheets, better this. Who's fucking buying that? <laughs> who the fuck is buying that shit? Yeah. It's like ridiculous. Yeah. There's a few I don't mind. Like what's Cindy Crawford's daughter? Like she's fucking stunning. Like what a, a gorgeous model. But she's doing something. Yeah. What's she's her, fucking modeling. Kaya, Kaya Gerbler or something. But something she like that. is actually doing something. Yeah. These people are she's like, like hi, Amy, brother, such and such. Like yeah. you're, sorry, what? Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Piss off. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> funny. Anyway, so we did our show and I've never seen Davina grab her bag as quick. <laughs> I, I said, I said, as soon as this is done yeah. I am running out of here I said I am not Hanging around I said I am done I was yeah. like I'm going home I was like heavy week I'm like I'm out of here And I see I could see Because you like to faff And go oh yeah It was great What's that No Bye bye Thank you <laughs> I'm done We've been here for fucking hours yeah. I'm just like I'm out of here Yeah. Um, and I was best decision I did And I fucking bo- I like, I, One thing I am good at Like it's actually bolting. Like I got the gold medal For leaving a place In a fucking hurricane yeah. Like Nobody will stop me. Nobody will get in my way. Yeah. I'm gone. And I don't care if there's crowds. I'm like, do- I'm the artful dodger. Yeah. In between, out oh. and down, up and down, up and over. Picture this. The flats were on and the feet were running. That's all I'll say. Yeah, literally uh, gone. Anyway, we still don't know if they know we have a podcast or not. So please don't tag them. We just thought we'd share that. <laughs> <laughs> we meant to say it on stage, but I think by that point we'd uh, had a few cocktails and forgot to say it. Uh, come here, listen. I was looking at uh, Daily Mail today and I was looking at Cheryl Cole. Have you seen that? She's released a new, did you see this? I, I saw that she's in a play coming yeah, out soon. Yeah, she's in a West End because I was literally okay. So that's a revolving door, though. That show they have they cast they cast well known people in this kind of like I feel like it's kind of like an Agatha Christie type of thing. I'd say it's awful. I'd say it's awful too. Yeah. Also, the picture they use for her. Well, I think the picture is her looking kind of angsty and kind of like oh, I'm an actress. You know, this kind of look because I was like uh, obviously the Botox is worn off because she can move her her, um, her <laughs> like I think it was fine that kind of changed her face for a while. I know, like she, I was, she was very, she was very pretty, so pretty. But uh, but I just, I was kind of wondering about her because I was thinking to myself, um, what's she doing? What's like? she doing lately? Because like she had such a big career, mm. and uh, the thing came up. I think it was like two years ago or something. She had that like performance on X Factor. Do you remember where? Yeah. They said it was so risque because she like licked her finger. Yeah. Like, which yeah, is yeah. absolutely who the, who the fuck said that? I know. Like ridiculous. So that was Probably like that Dan Wooden fellow. Oh God Well so they said that So I was kind of going Since then I was like She's really kind of done nothing I know she's probably Trying to raise a child And she's probably Having a bit of a break And she's tons of money Yeah but also See I, I was thinking about this With celebs They have loads of money They make money mm. um, Through these deals And all that But their cost of living Is really high Yeah Their mortgages Are fucking insane Their security Is probably expensive That money dwindles So all of a sudden You're like 
you know, you don't have an everlasting pot of money. Yeah. Then it's going to be gone. So you have to constantly, that's why they end up doing things like Celebrity Big Brother. They end up in like, you know, these kind of things or like a dance on ice strictly because it's like, that's why George got like 480 grand apparently for doing wow. the jungle, which is like the highest ever. But again, the tax on that, that's yeah. going to like, do you know all that? So I always think that, what are they doing? Yeah. And yeah, how, yeah. you can't just go get a job in Tesco. Or, you know, Supermax. <laughs> do yeah. you know what I mean? It's so, true though. So what do you do? Where you have to you, try and like yeah. set up your own business and try and shift product. Yeah. And I think that's if, like if I was in their situation, I'd be definitely like investing in something, something that you just have constant money coming in where mm-hmm. you can live kind of comfortably and not mm-hmm. have to work yeah. because that would be the ideal thing. But I think if you're not clever and you don't do that, then you kind of have to do all these gigs. True. But I think as you're, if you're a performer, you probably want to do these things. Yeah. I'm sure she would love to be back on the stage though, just looking away. Yeah. I'm sure she'd love to release music. But like that, that music business is so, ages like we want the music from Cheryl we're ready yeah. but w- will the BBC Radio 1 play it we see away? this year they're not doing um, Christmas Top of the Pops I don't think I've watched it in years no, anyway but it's like but that's kind of like just so a sign of the times that it's like actually just that whole era is just dead and I and even like our event that we had the weekend having the cheeky girls there really made me kind of think god that era I was. I feel like so lucky to have lived through that. Yeah. Because it was really fun and really just silly, and all those bands that kind of came and went and pop stars that were like kind of, you know, the Javines and yeah. the Mystiques and mm-hmm. you know, like that was really fun. Really fun. And now I feel like even when you're DJing in clubs, people want to hear the same shit over and over, yeah. and it's and it's not even good music. Yeah. It's not even like, I love pop music, but that shit is not good. No. Like, will we be listening to Becky Hill in 20 years? I don't think so. No. And it's like, I feel like, where is it going to go? And like, things are getting shorter. People's attention spans are getting less. It's, all the songs now are two and a half minutes. Yeah. What the fuck? If I put a two and a half minute on your song on your running order, what would you do to me? Make you do two. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like, no one has time to get changed when it's two and a half minutes. Anyway, um, but also, I mean, I just, one thing I just want to say as well, like one thing I thought about through like my 20 years and all that is like, when I first started to drag, right, or when, even when, when I first would like, when I was younger and I was getting into music, mm. I knew music artists from like the 60s and 70s and 80s. Yeah. I knew, I knew my music. Yeah. I knew my music history. I knew who sang those songs. I, I looked into all kinds of music. Mm-hmm. These people now don't have a fucking notion about any kind of music they, like, unless it's like in the last year or two they don't care yeah. how can you not be interested in like music that inspired music of today yeah I just find it they're sampling everything though. Yeah. Do you know so it's like way? so they think that it's like oh this is a brand new song you're like mm. no it's like do you know what I mean totally. it's like, I just feel like why don't people know yeah even yeah. about celebs it's like I know loads of celeb culture like going back ages and I and I love that and I know about like I'm probably the only thing I don't care about is those fucking Love Islanders dopes because they're like flashing the pan. They're going to be here tomorrow. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah. And there's a new one every year. That's yeah. the other thing. Like, Do you know, I just yeah. I find it very infuriating. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. It's coming to the end of the year and the end of our season. Our next episode is actually the end of our current season, which I think is about like 17 episodes. We've never done more than eight. Mm-hmm. So end of the year, if you've only recently joined us, we do a thing called Rotter of the Year where we ask all of you guys to send you, send in what you thought was your rudder of the year yeah and this can be across the 12 month period yeah um not specifically kind of like in your life like i hate 
people who double park in the cycle lane. Yeah. Like not that kind of thing. We're talking about people that was rotted you this year in particular. Last year's I think was Leo's Christmas tree, wasn't it? It was, that was the winner. Yeah. Yeah. So Leo Rocker's Christmas tree won last year. So we want you to get really creative. Watch out for our Instagram stories where we'll be looking for suggestions from you. And this can be anything across, like whether it's like Irish culture, pop culture, music business, it can be about anything, totally. which is something that was kind of a little bit funny. Totally. Silly. Love it. And then uh, just a shout out, December 30th, the night before New Year's Eve, I'm going to have Danny Beard and Cheddar Gorgeous in Dublin. Ooh. We're in the George. We're down to about, I think, 80 something tickets are left. So if you want to come, grab them early. Um, are they both Manchester Queens? Yeah. Well, Danny's they... originally a scouser, but like he works in Manchester. Really, Manchester yeah, never he? really did. Like, and are they mates? I think so. I'd say they're bonded through trauma of recording reality TV. Oh, okay. now. Yeah. Were they like close before? No. Uh, they both have very different drag styles. Like, mm. like Danny does like a full hour show normally on his own and like is used to just holding the audience by talking to them and like, you know, interacting. Yeah. Whereas Cheddar's just been much more of like a visual artist and did club nights along the way, like ran club nights mm-hmm. uh, and probably had to go out and do like maybe one performance. But Cheddar would never have been from a background like what, what we do either. Okay. You know? So anyway, that's December 30. You can get that from dragdub.net. A reminder, go check our Patreon. It is patreon.com forward slash pretty little things. If you've never checked it out, I feel like there's a strong 70 bonus episodes over there. I'm going to pick somebody out now as our Patreon person of the month. Someone who supported us. Actually, we have a few. Amanda Spite. I know you're in the UK. I think you might be from Leeds. (laughs) Um, We've got Gareth Cunningham. And we've got Kieran Murphy. You guys, thank you so much for supporting us. Like, honestly, just knowing that you're listening is enough, but also it helps uh, to help us with our recording costs too. Fabulous. So listen, uh, next up, we have a very special guest. She joined us um, over in, when we were actually in COVID. We sat down with this lady and we had a chat and it was Rebecca de Havilland, who is a, um, a trans woman pioneer of, of like of epic proportions that we had on our show back in 2020 when we were locked down. And the interview kind of like got so much attention and um, press attention, attention for her, attention for her story. And um, so we just thought it'd be really fun to bring her back and to revisit and see what's been going on because there's been a lot going on for her since um since that episode aired yeah and honestly it was a great chat so i hope you enjoy and we'll be back right after this Petty Little Things brought to you by Baileys. Victoria, I'm in full festive mode. I have the Christmas lights up. I have Baileys in the fridge. I am ready to go. Oh, girl, I love a Baileys at Christmas. I always bring a bottle around the houses. and I love to whip up a Baileys espresso martini after dinner. Unreal. Well, I got to say, Baileys is ideal over ice in a coffee or with a slice of cake. Or just over a juicy petty ketchup with friends. Get the facts. Visit drinkaware.ie. Lean right into that, Rebecca, because it'll give you a good, it'll give you a good, a nice like good. Like I'm getting a little job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's staying in. That's staying in. <laughs> Well, guys, uh, we are back with uh, a very special interview. Myself and Victoria uh, invited our friend Rebecca de Havilland onto our podcast back in 2020 when we were all locked down. Uh, Rebecca was in London and we were just having a little casual girly chat. And since then, I think there's been a bit of a whirlwind. Uh, everybody had been listening and react. there was so many strong reactions. And now we're in 2022. 
Yeah. And it is the episode yeah. that like literally so many of you messaged us about. I know um, Rebecca's story was like, especially when we were stuck in our houses, mm-hmm. people were so touched by it. They couldn't get over it. And we kind of just want to return to it. So yes. Rebecca is here in my little studio yeah. at the moment. We're surrounded by all my uh, newly washed <laughs> costumes. They're just freshly washed. Uh, welcome back, Rebecca. Thank you for having me back. I and mean, I feel like I'm in drag heaven. It's wonderful. <laughs> or drag hell, either or depending on your I think aesthetic heaven. It definitely gets in touch with my, my inner drag. Oh, sure. How can I help? It's like a torture even, chamber. Even, <laughs> I even feel underdressed today just come walking in here. But it's amazing. It's, but it's like return to the Havilland today. Oh yes. my God, I love that. Return to the Havilland. Oh, that is such it? a good little yeah, smile yeah, thing. There. So Rebecca, like, we, we had that chat with you in 2020. We were all in lockdown. You were in yeah. your little flat in London yeah. we were admiring your fridge my like, pink smeg fridge yes we still live there which lives on in our memories <laughs> yeah and I still have it and yeah. I have the kettle and the toaster yeah, I remember. the coffee maker <laughs> and my front door is that pink as oh, well but well, it is Chelsea so you do get away with it you know what I mean you do well you Rebecca do. I suppose like well, I suppose the first question is like when, when we did that conversation like we because I know you a long time so we were just having a little chat and mm. like what was the reaction that you got from that like originally it was it was actually amazing. It was amazing first that you actually got in touch with me, which was wonderful because I suppose for many, I'd seen things kind of grow slowly here. And I suppose if I'm being honest, felt a little bit resentful because I went through absolute hell back in the day. And I was kind of watching other people thrive, which is great as well. And I kind of thought in a weird sort of way, me and my ego felt, oh my God, they've all forgotten about me, yeah. that I exist. <clears throat> and then I got that call from you both and mm. I, then we did it, you know, and I never thought in a million years that a podcast could be so powerful. Yeah. Like London, everybody was like listening to it and, and like, I mean, everybody, I, like people were stopping me on the street in Soho and saying, oh, oh my wow. God, I listened to your podcast. It was amazing. Love it. <clears throat> you know, and um, I think it did. It woke, pardon the pun, for this, the old, yeah, I think it woke Ireland up to the fact that I still was around, yeah. you know, and um, that I was thriving yeah. in the UK as well, you know. Because, you know, sometimes I think when, when, when there's, especially I think like on scenes and nightlife scenes, there's always characters. And then mm. sometimes like we don't know what goes on in their lives or whatever, X, Y, Z. And then all of a sudden they're kind of gone or maybe you're not going out as much or, you know, people always say, whatever happened to such yeah. and such or whatever became. Of, and I was like, and I knew because we were friends online. So I knew that you were thriving in London. So I knew mm. that you were, and I was just thinking, I was like, I just thought your story was amazing. And I, I, to be honest, I was a little bit unsure if you were willing to to tell your story, but I knew with, the, with having the book and everything. So I knew that you, it wasn't like you were running away from anything. So I was like, mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of inform people now mm-hmm. of all that struggle and all the hardship and also all the the good 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 parts of it as well yeah. you know which I think was important I, yeah and I think that just as you say that that's really important too because in my book I did mention everything you know about being a madam for a brothel mm-hmm. being you know an escort being all of the above you know mm-hmm. addict the lot but I did not mention in that book HIV yeah And the only reason I was probably able to talk about HIV to both of you was the fact that in the past six years, I like between working at uh, Terence Higgins Trust and also 5016 Street, and I kind of outed myself, 
you know, that I felt I could. So I suppose like the interview I did with you two mm -hmm. was the first time I actually spoke openly. Really? And a lot, a lot like, uh, you know, yeah. to the Irish kind of, yeah, it was, um, that was the first time. Which, it, which like the, the, <clears throat> the irony is of being lost that tomorrow is World AIDS Day as well. Yeah. Which yeah. is like kind of, I feel like a weird kind of full circle moment. Right. I know. Um, which is amazing because I actually never knew that, Rebecca. I never knew that you, you hadn't, I, I, I thought you had spoken about it before. I didn't yeah. realise that as well, um, which makes it all the more special. Although I think if you had told us that, because we are definitely not journalists, yeah. <laughs> I would have yeah. felt a lot of pressure all of yeah, I think I just came out with it organically. Yeah. I don't think it was on my to do or not mm. to do list, you know. But it's, it's as you say, tomorrow being World AIDS Day and being now mm -hmm. the face of ambassador for for you know HIV Ireland. Uh, it's amazing. It's what a full circle like, moment, yeah. though. Like, if you because you obviously writing a book, you must have thought about so many different topics, thinking, is this going to go in? You know, there has to be moments yeah. you go, there's certain things I just don't want to put in. Uh, yeah, and, and I wrote that book in 2009 oh, um, wow. and it was published in 2010. Yeah. And I was living here then, you yeah. know, try, trying to make a comeback to here. Mm -hmm. um, and I was terrified, you know, I was terrified. But I knew, like, I mean, it had to have meaty bits. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's in it for anyone to read a book. Of so, yeah. And I kind of thought to myself, you know, it'd be okay talking about, weirdly, about being a hooker or about being, you know, like a madam or mm -hmm. being, being an addict, you yeah, know. Yeah. But I'm not talking about HIV. Right. Mm -hmm. I think, now don't get me wrong, I do think way back somewhere in the 90s, the press did kind of get hold of something on it and did try mm -hmm. to do something and it got washed away. And I remember sadly hearing somebody say, Oh, I don't think she has because she's still alive. But listen, she'd do anything for a bit of attention. Okay. And wow. sadly, I was probably more relieved that they would think that of me than that I'd HIV. Yeah. And that's kind of like well, quite tragic. The times as well like, and how kind of society kind of deals with it or kind of understands it. And, and things have come so far in that respect from now. Yeah. But, you know, like even the time when you were back here in like 2010, when you had the book and have you, do you notice a difference in society like now as opposed to then? Have you seen a big change between that time? Absolutely. Huge change. You know, I think I, you know, the way I'm Facebook kind of memories come up and the one came up of me in a Claire Garvey dress as well yeah. <laughs> back in the day and it was me kind of um, judging a Miss Mead competition for Miss Ireland yeah. and I remember standing up on that stage and still feeling very much 
like the only trans in the village. Oh, really? Right. Really, you know, and like walking down Grafton Street, walking even into the George, walking mm. around, I still felt eyes were on me, mm-hmm. you mm. know, and those that didn't know me and found out about me, then all, all I would hear about, oh, I saw you in the, I saw you in this paper, saw you in that paper. And I just, you just know mm. what they've seen has been yeah. a complete exaggeration the media though has been so cruel to trans people over the years I mean I I still think that they are uh, cruel with with headlines and kind of like clickbait and stuff like that but it has definitely gotten better but I'm even thinking about like like throwing it back to like Nadia in Mm. uh, Big Brother where they kind of put her in this situation of not disclosing something but then forcing her to at the same time um and I only listened to a podcast as well about, you remember uh, Miriam who did a TV show on Sky called There's Something About Miriam. It was yeah. a dating show and they interviewed some of the, the cast from it. And again, like they put Miriam in like really dangerous positions, not just as part of the show, but then speaking about it afterwards was, yeah. it was gross. How they handled and it all. almost kind of sometimes poking fun and kind of like sensationalizing it instead yeah. of actually, it's like, it's very kind of inhumane sometimes. Isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's a bit like um sometimes I still feel quite vulnerable at times because there is still kind of stigma and prejudice out there, you know, and I talk kind of very openly, like my career really at the moment is like mm. around trans and around HIV, you know, and you think people have moved on, but I can tell by some people still that there's they hold back mm. on me. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because they just, they think it's too much information for them to okay. kind of take in on, on board. Yeah. Um, and that can be, sometimes can be a little bit isolating of as course, well. Of course, I would imagine. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel more judged by my own. Really? Yeah. Wow. Which is kind of weird because... Um, Straight people, that's what we used to call them back in my day. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they're kind of like more in in, in a nice way, more intrigued. You know what I mean? And Mm. they want to learn. Yeah. I thought, you know, I just sometimes think that sometimes our own, like I know I get judged by other trans I know this is probably controversial, but here we go. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah. That's what I do, isn't it? Well, if it's your truth, though. Do yeah, you know I mean? and it is. You yeah. know, and I sometimes feel like I've been told, you know, like, I mean, oh, you're too femme or too pink. So I go pinker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I just do. You know, I'm not going to be judged by my own. You know, yeah. I thought I have spent a lifetime getting to who I am. Yeah. And now to feel... Um, kind of stigmatized by my own. It's, kind ironic, of, it's weird, it's so strange, mm. and I think that's. I think that kind of goes across the board. I think a lot of people kind of feel like that mm. in in any kind of group. It's like it's you know it happens in so many different kind of elements of society I think it's always like sometimes like you feel like isolated from your own which is yeah. very I don't know it is strange I yeah. think some people forget that you know like what again you know um and I do you know like I did play a huge part in how things changed here and I'm not saying that and kind of um straightening my halo at the same time yeah. mm-hmm. you know I didn't even realize at the time that mm-hmm. I was doing it I was just doing it for me yeah you know to get me there I didn't I just knew I was in this um um, shitstorm, you know, and I, there was like no way out of it. It just kind of like continued. Yeah. Um, and then like when, when things have calmed down and people are now kind of able to work in the workplace and especially people that are kind of like in corporate 
You know, they don't like, if they're trans, they mm-hmm. don't like to hear people like myself speaking out about prostitution mm-hmm. or about addictions. It's or almost like kind of like, like, almost like just kind of like whitewashing or kind of yeah. acting like, That's it. like watershed vibe. Right. Yeah. Or why do you need to talk about all that? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I have a few people like um, in this country um, have asked me to talk at certain things, just to just keep it short. Um, and now I refuse those because yeah. when somebody says yeah. that to me, well, it's like it's a box ticking, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh. And they want to edit my, you know. And I thought no, because yeah. you know, and it's almost like the shame around. You know, I have to say as well, like sometimes it's quite draining for me to kind of talk and tell my story. Mm-hmm. I, I was going to ask you that over again. Over and again. Yeah, yeah. But it's worth it because I know I get through to because it's somebody like myself will get through to other trans people. Mm that haven't got a pot to piss in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Are living on the bread line. Yeah. You know, some of the girls that come to my boot camp, one or two in particular, you know, 18, you know, and families don't want to know. Mm-hmm. And they they have to, um, you know, like sell themselves mm-hmm. for food. Yeah. yeah. And that's where I kind of put up the red flag. And that's where I kind of zoom in and start looking after mm-hmm. these girls. Mm-hmm. But where are the ones in the big corporate companies that could do yeah. something about right. this? Well, it's yeah. a fact of life. It's like it's you happening. Know? So I feel like to act like it's not happening or to to kind of dismiss it is very dis- it's like you're already kind of, you know, it's it's life's already hard enough without being hidden yeah. away or kind of like that's mm-hmm. not happening when you, when it is. And you are like such a great example of like things get better to you know, that kind of way. Like you can make changes and and yeah. like people need to hear that because I'm sure at times you must have felt like you couldn't imagine how you are living right now versus yeah. say 20 years ago. Absolutely. And it's just, <clears throat> thanks for saying that too, because, you know, I remember, you know, one of my dreams, um, in, you know, while I was transitioning and even after I transitioned for many years, I'd love to walk into a shop and for somebody or down the street mm. or anywhere and somebody just call me miss, ma'am, mm. madam or whatever. Mm-hmm. And today that happens, you know, oh, and now my biggest, my biggest worry, I kind of go, of course, we're never happy, are we girls? <laughs> <laughs> now, now it's more, if they call me miss, they call me young thing. If they call me madam, they think we're no woman. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's so easy how we can forget get things yeah. you know yeah and th- for me that was what i wanted do you know yeah. what i mean I, and i could very easy today lead a very self-life as a female mm-hmm. and not bother yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah but i mean if somebody like me doesn't do something mm-hmm. yeah then where are we going to go with this yeah, you know and totally. where is the trans community going to end up because it is very yeah. much and the corporate and the not so corporate mm, yeah. the rich and it's, the poor it's kind of divided but but as we were saying like so you were talking there about your boot camp which was in London so when we were talking last year you were like working in Dean Street and you were doing your boot camp in London and since then what's what's been changed like so I know that you've have you wanted to come back to Ireland since we spoke last yeah I think I, I suppose in the back of my mind I've always I never wanted I always say I never wanted to leave you know and I suppose my career in the past meant that I never had to leave I could work in London I could work in Paris Milan Mm. because I was a makeup artist I could do all of that yeah so um and I think it woke me up to that um 
I'd love to do something in Dublin, mm-hmm. in Ireland, you know, and then that did happen. And some people kind of will say to me, well, are you working in London now or are you working in Dublin? And I just want to say, hey, folks, I'm doing both. Yeah. <laughs> do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Oh, God forbid, yeah. there's two places. <laughs> Shock, all right, in 2022, yeah. in two cities. Yeah, like the flight is 50 minutes. You know, like the, tube, the tube journey out to, the, out to Heathrow is longer than the actual flight. <laughs> it's true. So it's very easy to, you know, to commute. Yeah. And I think it's great as well. And I think also I want to try and help because I work at the NHS in mm-hmm. London and I work for Trans Plus, which mm-hmm. is at 5016 Street and Chelsea and Westminster Hospital. You know, I play a big part in that. And they're very supportive of me doing my work here. Well, once I, you know, once I still work with them. Okay. And they're very willing to help me kind of try and set up some of the clinics that we have in London. Amazing. Here in Ireland for mm. the trans community, yeah. you know, and that's my, that's my goal. Mm-hmm. Rebecca, could you tell us a little bit about the boot camp, boot camp. what you yeah. do, what that actually entails? Yeah, the boot camp, like basically um, the, the structure of it will be, and uh, because we just started the, this one here mm-hmm. in Dublin and it's kind of really been run on a shoestring and a prayer at the moment right. basically my money okay. do you know what I mean yeah. Yeah. but um, the one in London and the one that will be here it's it wanted to, I wanted to be a three month programme where we take in CV writing we take in obviously hair makeup styling mm-hmm. and all of that but also as well get some big companies to come in and facilitate um, you know and try and get bigger companies as well Mm -hmm. and not so big companies to at least give internships to some of these girls I want to start going around schools and universities Mm -hmm. and colleges and talking you know because Mm -hmm. they say there's 2% of the population is trans Mm -hmm. so 2% of um we'll say three, two or 300 kids mm. at that thing. Right. It's still like, I mean, I don't know if any of us would lo- love to, when we were in school to yeah. have met somebody yeah. of our, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and to realize that you're not alone. Yeah. That all of a sudden there's somebody else in this world like mm. you. Absolutely. Do, do you know what? I think like back then I would have been nervous that someone would have seen me, if and that makes sense, and said, and said, that's you too. Do yeah. you know what But also I would have really gone home and gone, okay, yeah. this is the future and that's what you're working towards, you know, yeah. that kind of openness and like embracing yourself moment. Yeah. So a bit of both, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, and I, I, that's, that's actually a really good point mm. because when somebody brings something up like that mm. in a public arena, and you feel you're, and you just feel that, and then all of a sudden everyone is kind of looking at you. Yeah. yeah. And that the person who's speaking is almost like pointing at you. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I kind of used to get that a lot when I was probably a teenager and watching television at home with the family and something like um, are you being served would come on right. and that guy that was his camp as a row of times oh come on I was kind of like trying do you know uh-huh, what I mean uh-huh. uh, yeah so it can be as uncomfortable yeah. but at the same time you, as you said there as well rightfully so you go home and you think about it yeah yeah you know, and you don't feel so alone yeah, anymore. Completely. I think that's what's important. So important. And also, I'm talking a strong, you know, <clears throat> 20 years ago as well that I would have yeah. been terrified. Actually, more 25 years ago that I would have yeah. been like, you know, trying not pe- for people to see me. Um, so, the, sorry, to get back to the, the boot camp side, you're you're in the process of, of really, I suppose, structuring it at the moment. Yeah. I think that there's definitely loads of companies that, that we have like worked mm-hmm. with who are always looking in different ways. How do they get in contact you for instance? if someone's working for them right now who maybe thinks that they could get in contact with you there's a few ways um, 
Certified Proud have, have, have stepped in and they're kind of, we can use their kind of charity at the moment for money to be donated through that. Um, and we're in the process of signing up to, to set up its own kind of non-profit. But that takes a little bit of time. Of mm-hmm. But also, like, I mean, people can get in touch with me through kind of Instagram gotcha. or Facebook or whatever. And it's actually quite amazing because we, we forget the power of Instagram and Facebook. Oh, God, yeah. You know, I had one parent get on to me very recently and um, say hello to her out there. And she's wonderful. But like, I mean, she was on to me about her 11-year-old daughter. You know, who was mm. like transitioning from male to female, mm-hmm. from boy to girl and um, an 11 year old and in complete turmoil mm-hmm. and not being able to get any services here mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. <clears throat> and I totally understand it in, in senses that like, I mean, you know, like about this, there is an age limit on what I like on hormone treatments and all mm-hmm. that. And so there should be yeah. to a point, you know what I mean? But like at the same time. Like for that 11 year old to have somebody like me to speak to on the phone, you know, to be able to contact that changes lives, you know what I mean? And I think as well, like, I think we're in a, in a great world at the moment in in the sense of like, I have found, I have met a lot of parents that are very supportive towards their trans kids. That is a game changer because. Well, I think that the conversation is open, you know, that the people are actually talking about it. Whereas before, like, you know, when you were telling your story, like people like didn't want to know and it was like just kind of act yeah. like it's it's not an issue where it's like it's clearly an issue that needs to be spoken about and spoken about openly yeah yeah you know yeah. And I, yeah and it's amazing like even in london boot camp and i mean i started that in london in 2016 mm-hmm. and dean's everybody you know everybody kind of it gets top marks you know what i mean which is amazing and it was just something i did uh, when I was going into a, 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 a trans clinic, I was I, I wanted to get something done, and mm-hmm. I, 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 I of course I walked in and all pink and blonde and everything, and the girls behind the desk mm-hmm. every time I went, oh you look fabulous, I love your hair today, I love mm-hmm. this, yeah. and then somebody that didn't look quite like what they had envisaged as being mm-hmm. feminine, yeah. We're getting a really tough time. Okay. And I just thought to myself, what can I do to mm-hmm. change this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is horrendous because. People forget, you know, I mean, and trans people as well, you know, like, I mean, it's great if you pass. It's, uh-huh. it's almost like the golden ticket. Okay. Okay. Do you know what I mean? But it doesn't mean that somebody that doesn't pass and that somebody that does, it's it, it's how you feel inside. Do you know what I mean? It's okay. an inside job, you know, yeah. and I think people forget that, you know, people aren't always as fortunate. Like, I'm not that tall. You know what I mean? I don't have big feet. Mm. I don't have big, you know. It must and be a hard so, way to, to constantly kind of critique yourself or to kind of put yourself on a level mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. kind of almost judging yourself. Mm-hmm. Like to live like that must be really exhaust because you're almost kind of like living it by someone else's standards Mm -hmm. as opposed to to, isn't it and I think that's where dysphoria kicks in Mm -hmm. you know and like I can still have dysphoria and people Mm -hmm. say no but you can't you look at me and that's fine and we all know it's like it's how you feel inside yourself Mm -hmm. you know and sometimes it's like well, I do. I I admire. I admire even the the younger me, yeah. who did go out on those streets mm-hmm. in the in the high high boots and fishnet tights and yeah. mini dresses and you know definitely looked like 
transitioning and uh-huh. you know and and took the abuse wow. it didn't stop me yeah you know i still did it i still walked down grafton street people still walked on the other side of the street when they saw me coming wow you know i walked into gay bars like alone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and very alone mm-hmm. you know um and i did all of that um and I would do it again. Yeah. Wow. Yes. I would do yeah. it again to be where I am today, yeah. you know, and I know mm-hmm. that sounds cheesy and corny, you know, but today um, in my life, I feel I am helping others and genuinely, yeah. but I need other people to help them as Absolutely. well. You know what I, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Where are yeah. the allies? Where are Absolutely. all these people that say they want to do That's this? That's what I was going to say. There's that. a lot of this, there's a lot of like, you know, yeah. talk when it's like actually, just sharing something online yeah. and it doesn't transfer into real life. And especially now, I feel like, you know, the way all the kind of, I think it's trans community are getting so much kind of like, kind of almost trying to separate them almost from the herd. I think at the moment, yeah. all this kind of turf stuff going on. Like, what do you think of all that? that's going on uh, I yeah and I'm I'm kind of very lucky for the amount of followers I have like on Instagram I uh, Twitter wouldn't have as many well yeah. obviously I think I'm about 3,000 or something yeah. like that mm-hmm. but I never get hassled but I think I learned I, I, I probably did all my shouting and screaming before there was internet <laughs> before, we, before we had Facebook do you okay, know what I mean yeah. and I think it, I remember even at the start of Facebook I was here and there was a few people like really having a go with me you know and calling me it and stuff like oh, that God. and you know how can you be in the fashion industry go back to London mm. you drag queen oh, you, all these mad things yeah. <clears throat> and I did retaliate <clears throat> And then they'd retaliate. And I suppose my message to anybody out there, anybody that's doing all this, they're bullies. Yeah. Yeah. Bullies hate to be ignored. I ignore them. You know, the odd time, yeah. I, you know, I get the odd thing. I totally ignore it, blanket. Um, I suppose I'm lucky that I don't drink or drug anymore because <laughs> I don't know if I was ever <laughs> out on a session and I came home and I was, yeah. I'd probably, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think the halo would get certainly kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd be just a nightmare. Yeah. I think that's the most important thing is just, just fight, just don't fight back. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I thought that that's because you're not fighting back. You're just fighting it. So I imagine the person who's doing this that there's some really decrepit person sitting on a rocking chair in you know pizza. But you know, like, you know, sad and lonely. <laughs> but you know, when you see the likes of J.K. Rowling and stuff coming out, oh, and they're like, yeah, and yeah. It's so aggressive and so pointed yeah. and so like I don't know. It, I just find it. It it does feel very bullying and it really very does. targeted. It feels very intense at the moment. Very like, intense. Yeah. And, I, and I really Talk, feel they were talking about it in, in Parliament when it was coming yeah. up to like the who was going to be the next prime minister in the UK. It, it became this big. Yeah. like point almost of like you are taking this stance so we might get behind you and I was like it's, why are trans issues like yeah, uh, yeah. Like a, it's almost, why are people so afraid of us mm-hmm. I, I, or, or why are people trying to kind of diminish or say that trans people don't exist yeah. that, that their their rights don't don't matter the same as everyone why is it why are trans rights less mm, that's yeah. what I'm like why are you so trying to like make someone feel less yeah. in their life that I just can't understand that I can't get my I, head I, around yeah, that yeah and I'd like to say to people like really and truly do you think I, I just decided to do this yeah. I did everything not to be this do you know yeah. what I mean not uh-huh. to be Rebecca because it's just such a you know it can be such a tough 
well, for me, it was definitely a tough getting here. Mm-hmm. Not so tough being here now because maybe I'm just made a Teflon at this stage. <laughs> you know what I mean? I yeah. genuinely do think there's a coating of Teflon over yeah. here. So, you know, because I really don't give a toss. So, yeah. You know, Good. like, I mean, I don't. And I can't. And I can't allow people. It's true. Just what you yeah. were saying there. It's a bit like... Um, in the name of God, what gives people the right to make those decisions for mm, any other human right, beings? Yeah, or make the, yeah. you know, or yeah. be that judgmental. Yeah. For someone else. Yeah. Like, look, 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 like, tend your own garden. Yeah. <laughs> like, tend your own garden. It's like, and we did love when you're honest. <laughs> you know, like, the only thing I feel like, and you know, like, Rebecca, as the, as the old saying goes, you know, on Facebook, she, like, she'd be from the school of hard knocks. You know? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But it's, I think about the, the younger kids that are coming up now, hearing all that is so yeah. negative. Yeah. And people, you know, boards have had a do flock together. And those, you know, when those kind of right wingers or turfs all, clung together mm. that can be very intimidating to, yeah. to someone and I, I see it every day I open Twitter all I see oh, is, God, is that yeah. and it's you're so, great on Twitter I oh, love it I love it yeah it just it drives me mad and sometimes I have to like stop looking at it because I feel so yeah. like mm-hmm. it's it's unjust yeah and that drives me nuts and it's you know and, and as I saw Panty show last night and Panty was saying that I want to see that it's know, great that yeah. it's really yeah. good and she said like that the trans community are getting getting whacked out of it now and it's like yeah. it starts with the trans community it moves on to the gays it moves on it moves on because yeah. these people just want to separate people they mm-hmm. want to break down Divide the progress that we've done yeah. and that's what's kind of scary yeah and that's that's a very valid point and I think that the rest of LGBTQ you know community need to look at that too it's true they're starting yeah. on us but they are mm-hmm. working their way through yeah. you know and that's what they're doing mm-hmm. um, and I, it just it's something you said there as well Davina that like really stuck in my head too as well you know like I mean I suppose when I was transitioning you know thankfully social media wasn't around so I didn't get totally hammered Mm -hmm. by it Mm -hmm. so younger kids coming out you know now you know you even look at like apart from just being trans Mm -hmm. you know the the you know, everything is so, like, the, what's it, the, it's the so standard, high. The standard like, is yeah. so high. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the first one to admit I airbrush my pictures. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. But I know I'm doing it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I know that I, 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 I kind of fess up about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But you the same enjoy time, it as well. I do. Yeah, why not? Do you write? I've actually put it to the test. I put it to the test. You just put one up. I'm just, and then you kind of do, same photograph, yeah. but airbrush one up. It gets the hits. I'm sorry. <laughs> You know, let's call a spade a spade here. Love you know, why do you own these things? You know, yeah. and you know why you're they doing this. Pictures you can exactly. And somebody says to me, "Oh, yeah, you do, I often get little private messages. Sometimes yeah. you don't need to airbrush that much." And I said, "I do." Because I enjoy it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. Literally. I love that. I love that. Listen, yeah. I, I want to talk about your um, your, your TV show that you're going to be working on. Yes. 100%. But before that, like, we were obviously in lockdown. You weren't really here. Is there anything else that kind of sticks out in your mind since being back here more that has changed very recently, I suppose. Yeah. Like, for I d- you, I think yeah. more so. Even when I would have kind of come off after doing the, the with the, both of you, I felt yeah. like really... I felt wonderful and mm-hmm. I felt but I, I did think myself well that's it mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you know 
I'll probably get to talk to somebody maybe again in maybe another five or ten years, you know. <laughs> I genuinely didn't know oh, yeah. it's snowball. Because we, we were kind of stuck on this feeling that you had been essentially pushed out of the country at one point and, mm. and not really been, in, been embraced by the country. And it now feels so different. And I'm not sure yeah. when that kind of happened, but like it, it's obviously been a long journey. Yeah, but I do want to say, I'm not just kind of blowing smoke up your asses, gals, but I do think um, the podcast we did changed so much because I was getting loads of private messages from people that I didn't even know on Instagram and everything, you know, and saying to me, oh my God, your story's amazing. You know, I I didn't, I'd never heard about you before. How could we not have heard about you? And then I I suppose I went on to, um, it it was then um, HIV Ireland last year. Um, kind of kept messaging me to do uh, photographs for GCN yeah. magazine. And I was going, I don't know. I was afraid to do anything like that still mm-hmm. because of my thing. And then, of course, I did Pause Vibes with yeah. uh, Davina. Vader. Uh, Vader. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> Davina, She's looking at me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with Vader and Robbie. And I, I was a little bit kind of scared doing it because... I don't know. I just felt, oh, here goes. I'm, this is like purely HIV. Yeah. You know, it's nothing else, you know. And the, the response from that was like mm. amazing too. So then I came back here for the the rap party for Pause Vibes and HIV Ireland reached out to me and then... Um, Dublin Pride reached out to me and then of course I ended up being Grand Marshal yeah which you looked fabulous by the way St. Patrick's Day Parade and Pride that must have been such a a, such a buzz as well I I mean like I mean if you're going to make your entrance back into Ireland (laughs) after (laughs) how many decades just come down a big float on O'Connell Street on St. Patrick's Day wasn't the theme of the float like Mother Nature's sustainability so it was very kind of like it's like almost like it was almost like like being reborn in a way and actually, when I heard one of the songs that was going to be played over and over again, and when I heard it first, I thought, oh my God, this is so cheesy. Yeah. yeah. Over the rainbow. Uh-huh. But yeah. the minute it started playing, and I was coming down O'Connell Street, the tears were there. Oh, okay. It definitely, definitely got me. Amazing. Magic. You know? Magic. Yeah, lovely. But yeah, so when you think of it, like this year, since. Um, like I got, I've been on three covers. Mm-hmm. Fab. I've done so much work. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I've been. I got my own TV show now. Yeah, yeah tell us about that. Well, about that. yeah, and that kind of comes. Excited. That comes on the back of you two again. Oh man, well, we're like we're so excited because we like yeah. it couldn't happen to someone that's so more deserving. You yeah. know, but Bill Hughes had heard your podcast mm-hmm. right with me. Yeah, and got in touch with me, and I would have known Bill from way back in right. the eighties. Mm-hmm. Fab, Vinny, and everything. You know, yeah. all of those. That, that would have been my era. Yeah. And I like, was really kind of upset that he didn't realize how much I had gone through, you know. And I'd always wanted to be a TV presenter back then. But I, he said back, as he would say himself, I couldn't take direction then. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that sounds right, right. Um, and I think, but then anyway, so he kind of like, we kind of got started communicating and talking about um, doing my show, doing a show. And I said, I'd love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just thought that it'd be great to be able to take eight different people from different walks of life mm-hmm. and give them a second chance. Amazing. Amazing. And then he pitched it to um, Virgin Media yeah. uh, Television. And Bill Malone was just wonderful. And then I was at the launch of the, you know, I was just all of a sudden I'm like, Fab. 
in this wonderland. It was yeah. amazing. I deservedly so. I start shooting. I've started filming. Yeah, amazing. It'll be wow. Next September, before it's seen, because okay. it's taken eight different people. Of course, yeah, it's a lot. It's like, you know, and we do want you to do, do them, it properly. Do you do them like consecutively, or do you do it like is it kind of like say one one week it could be with one person, one week it could be in one other? Because like it, obviously it, schedule wise, it's yeah, it's, it depends as well, like on yeah. the availability and stuff like well, that. Because that'd be a lot of that's, that's. I'm sure that's very intense. It is, but each person we have. We have a team of people that amazing. that know how to support them all around That's it too, brilliant. which is really important. That's yeah. amazing, you know. And so, so like, everything has gone into it. Yeah, I, I have to say, I was kind of a bit scared okay, on the imagine. first one. Yeah, because you just like I'm used to doing this, mm-hmm. but like to actually TV present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, but I mean, people warm to you because of you. So like, if you're you, yeah. they're going to love it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That was the people. People could only. Hear you and experience you through this, and we got so many messages. But yeah. like, I'm so excited to see you on the screen, and also just for Ireland to see. I don't know who these eight different people are. Mm, yeah. Just some great stories that hopefully. Yeah, and I think uplifting. I'm delighted that it was eight different people, and that it wasn't eight trans people, because then yeah, that would yeah. be kind of like tokenism again. You got know. You. And I think as well, I think the fact that me or whoever, but I am the first. Let's get <coughs> it there. You know, yeah. I, on TV yeah. now. You uh-huh. know. And I think that's going to shine a huge light itself Absolutely. on yeah. the trans community. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, well, and Ireland has done it, you know, for the first, like they... Well, we need to keep on doing it. Yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. We, we need to keep things on go doing back. it. Come here, uh, as Davina mentioned earlier, obviously tomorrow is World AIDS Day. Is there anything, I suppose, that we should mention, I suppose, in relation to that uh, for anyone that is listening? Yeah, I think it's really important. And like being the ambassador in the face of HIV Ireland is wonderful. It's like get the badge, the yeah. red ribbon, wear yeah. it. I think it's really important that everybody gets tested mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's why I'm so glad that HIV Ireland used me this year as a woman and a trans woman in a big mm-hmm. massive red dress mm-hmm. you know because I think in fairness I think unfairly over the years I think it's very geared towards gay men or black and, and women also, and also isn't it as well like that the, the rates of of diagnosis as well is, has kind of moved away from the gay community absolutely so I don't, and I don't think a lot of people are aware of that right. like because we were, I worked for MAC for a long time we used to do a lot of work with the Viva Glam campaign and they used to work yeah. with the Dublin AIDS Alliance um, and we used to kind of have like fundraisers every year mm-hmm. and people would come in and talk and they would say that a lot of um, the, the most kind of transmissions I suppose had, was like with uh, straight ladies yeah like and that was like back god so that was like in the in the I'd say around 2010s yeah. around that time so it was like yeah. so t- things have changed but I think a lot of times people think especially in in the straight community they think that because it's not spoken about that right. it's kind of gone away yeah and mm-hmm. I think that very important and also it's usually like I mean what it's menopausal women right that aren't kind of like that are probably in the 40s 50s and my age in our 60s you know and I go out, I get pulled by so many young guys, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I get flattered and I'm a woman of the world, as we all know. Mm-hmm. Um, That's another podcast. <laughs> Can't wait for that one. <laughs> and I just feel, you know, like these women like that, bless, have been in a marriage or whatever, mm-hmm. raised kids or in college now, divorcing the husband, rightfully so. Um, and they kind of like back out on the pole. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And they're not, they, they realise that I don't have to take the pill anymore because mm-hmm. I won't get pregnant. Yeah. And they forget, well, no, it's not even they forget, it's gone right over their heads that they can catch HIV. Right. 
You know, and my thing is HIV is not fussy. It's like COVID. COVID didn't give a damn yeah. who you were, what mm. age you were, what yeah. you looked like, what you didn't look like. Mm-hmm. And and HIV is the same. It just does not it does not discriminate mm-hmm. against anyone. And it's to get more women like they want to get like like uh, twenty thirty or like zero HIV in the in the world. You yeah. know what I mean? But to get to there. Everyone has to get tested, you know what I mean? And I think it's so important. And if if you do test positive, I mean, it's so manageable, Mm -hmm. you know, now. Mm -hmm. It's not like when I was diagnosed and I felt like a a, a lab rat, you know, on all these different medications that caused so many different problems at the Mm -hmm. time. But today it's it's all very manageable, you know. Like, I mean, today I am U equals U, you know what I mean? I'm undetectable and I'm untransmittable, you know. And people, um, and I think as well, the Can Pass It On campaign is really important for girls mm-hmm. because if a girl it would say is pregnant yeah. is um undetectable on her medication she can't pass it on to her unborn baby well, okay you know that's huge yeah, you know you know so and then we have prep mm-hmm. we have prep and pep you know so there's no yeah. excuse whereas in my day when i was diagnosed in 87 i was told i had two years to live at the most wow you know, and this was like nearly 10 years, like at mm-hmm. least eight years before the, any medications came out. Mm-hmm. I still managed to transition on it all. I think that's just because it just was so wanted to be me. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's amazing. It what volumes, they yeah. It? Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I think everybody should get tested. Do you know what I mean? Okay. And support World AIDS Day, you yeah. know? Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a nice way to kind of wrap things up. I think it's yeah. a good way to, mm-hmm. good note to end on. Yeah, fully. Yeah. Rebecca, we absolutely adore you. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you for just being so giving and not yeah. just with us, but in general, because I know you do so many uh, different talks around uh, the place and we're too. delighted to see it just flourish and yes. just keep on going from and I know mm-hmm. you're saying you know that Ireland's done it but I, like, I think there's so much more to do and I think yeah. you're I'm glad that you're at the forefront and, and like leading it on yes bring it on yeah. and on thank more you for your note, support as well <laughs> but on a more fun note we want in on the launch party for the TV show whenever that absolutely. is yeah. absolutely make sure we're there yes. of wine we'll be yes. there <laughs> for sure that's for thank sure thank you thank you so much and we are back with Rodders of the Week. Rodder of the Week. Oh, little things. I've got three this week. I think I'm just going to get them all. Because it's coming to the end of the year. I just yeah, want to get them get all it off, off your my chest. Plate. You're better right. off. So my first one is people that wear throwaway gloves all the time in work. Do you know what I mean? Like, rubber like gloves? They're not serving food, but they're wearing like these throwaway gloves. Like like rubber, like latex gloves? Yeah. Now in what kind of situation, what kind of industry? Like it could be absolutely anything. If they're just handling, you know, post, if they're like oh, wow. in the, like in the post office, if they're serving you a drink. No, hang on. Where, where did you see? Because this has to come from somewhere. I Honestly, I couldn't remember. I've written it down the last <laughs> right, two okay. weeks. But like, you know what I mean? Like people that like, I, look, we've become a very germ phobic mm-hmm. uh, world since COVID for sure. But this has long existed before that. Yeah. And I'm like, like, I kind of look at those gloves almost as if they're going to be dirty when they're serving me. Do you know, I normally wouldn't kind of agree but I have to say if you if you ever did a job where you're like you actually just touch something that's very untoward and you're like oh yeah. rubber glove please <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> and then you're like you just feel like you need it because if you like you never want to have that experience of touching whatever you just thought you touched fair. that's fair. the only thing however yeah. it is a bit of a waste those little throwaway ones they make me feel a bit icky for some reason do you know what I have to say one of my go-tos lately is I love a, I love a latex glove first I used to love a latex glove doing tan yeah, okay. Because it, it wouldn't kind of streak and Ooh. you could get a good, it was, if they were latex, um, like powder free. Yeah. 
But now I love putting them under the mitt because they actually sometimes it would stay in your the hands. Mitt will just still go through. It yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's I think that's a good little tip. Like yeah. I love that little bad boy number. Nice. Okay, yeah. what's your first? My first one is actually aimed at you. <laughs> and this came in This actually came in From somebody that reads the pod Right okay. And listens he's to the pod, uh, He yeah. listens to uh, Reads the pod Listens to the pod And He's furious Oh my <laughs> right? god He's like uh, My runner of the hour Of the hour Here we go <laughs> Is people who spoil the surprise A.K.A. Victoria's Secret uh, Advertising the winner of Drag Race UK season 4 <laughs> Hashtag spoiler alert he said, please don't tell her, P.S. Uh, she'll never read a confession like mine on the pod. And I said, she won't, but I will. <laughs> I have a good story about this. Okay, so um, I ran an ad saying, come and see Danny Beard in the George who won Drag Race UK. Because I don't want to be posting this shit all the yeah. time. I'm bored of myself. Mm. So I'd rather just let Instagram do it for me. And um, it was a week and two days after the announcement. A week, eight days is when oh. the official one. Right, so... Someone commented underneath the going, thanks, Victoria. A sponsored post with a spoiler? I didn't know yet. And I replied and I said, you're very welcome. P.S. The winner of season one of Drag Race. This is now season four, by the way. Okay. So four years ago. The winner of season one of Drag Race was the Vivian. Kiss, kiss. Because <laughs> I was like, if you're so behind, bitch, fuck off. Oh, like, my god. he replied, I am howling. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love it. So anyway. it. And he said it with like in jest. It wasn't oh, no, like no, no, nasty. No. I don't but... care anyway. Like, yeah. Honestly, things are made for watching straight away. I don't know why the gays are gatekeepers no, of information. People do get like so angsty about like spoiler yeah. alerts. Don't they? Like I have to say, there's not much that I really watch lately that is kind of like spoiler that would ruin something yeah. for me. But if there was something that I knew where I was like, I really need to see the end, I would like, I would, st- I personally would just stay totally. off social media. I just stay off and then no I brainer. wait. No yeah. brainer. Okay, my next one is, okay, uh, you know, you ring up like DPD, you ring up DHL, you ring up any of those mm-hmm. and the computer oh, yeah. asks you for a tracking number. Yeah, and you don't have it. No, 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 I have it. Okay. I have it. I have it ready to go. And I spent ages going one, seven, five, <laughs> H, nine, K. And you know, they're about 16 numbers. And then it goes, putting you through to a customer service agent now. Yeah. Why the fuck do they not have the tracking number when I get through to them? Why oh, do they then have to ask yeah. me for the tracking number again? So I have to like go through all that shit again. Something so simple. Mm. But like I gave it to this guy last week. I said, why have I just told the computer this long number yeah. and you don't have this What's information? He said, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> oh, right. well, pass it on to your superiors. Yeah. That's really annoying. But simple. I totally get it. Yeah, it is simple. Okay. And um, the second one I have, which I said it to you last night, was like people who like send a DM or people who... Uh, like WhatsApp you but their profile picture is like their child oh yeah I think that's really fucking weird a lot of them are trolls as well it's like really weird mm. it's like no it's like I've been getting messages from people like for, from gigs and stuff but it's like the picture is like their child and then you go, I'm like who is this person because usually like you'd be like oh it's a message from such and such but like who's this Baby, who's yeah. in the DM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's really weird. Yeah, it's like what I was, it's like the Roderick said last time. It's like people who put up like group profile pictures. Mm-hmm. It's like who the hell is this? It's yeah. like literally like it could be like a football team, and it's like who the fuck is sending the message? Yeah, so yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. But I always think that there's that they're, they're hiding. There's or a reason. Also, just to elaborate from this, and this is kind of if the week that's in it is actually I've been getting loads of messages from. Uh, people that are Spice Girl fans Yeah okay Just I mean uh, re- And it's really strange Like Spice Girls France Spice Girls Mexico Oh my god And it's like the People advertising The gig 
in these mad groups but like just posting the picture of Mel C up and just doing whatever but the, the picture like I got a message from someone the other day saying hi mm. I love Mel C that was it <laughs> that was it yeah. I was just like okay me too <laughs> yeah I know I didn't even respond I was just like uh, okay it's like, like, but I mean, like loads. Yeah. Like we're just like actually just, and I was like, like what can you, you what can you say? Cause uh-huh. he, you know, like almost like fanatics. Like I remember when we first announced it, um, this guy said, oh, why aren't the tickets available online? Cause the tickets were only available in house. Yeah. And he said, um, I'm from Dundee. And I went onto his profile and it was like, Spice Boy and it was just all his pictures were pictures of him at the gig no they're not one picture of him just pictures of the stage pictures of Spice World oh pictures of like just upset like his whole personality was that was the Spice Girls very strange well you know what he is now raging Spice especially because they went on sale online (laughs) (laughs) no I love it what you did was you gave all the regulars the opportunity to buy them first and then last few online whoever could grab them then Uh, well that's the main thing because we want yeah we wanted people to get in that actually like have supported the George and supported me so yeah. that was for priority and when those tickets were gone we were like literally we'll do 100 online and just yeah. lash them and out and then done yeah, yeah. No, and I'm really excited to reunite with my good friend Melanie, Melanie. so uh, okay my last one is I'm sorry y'all everyone's doing it Lexi McQueen was last to the fucking trend as per Lenza. usual Lenza app these AI. AI pics you're all acting like your mom in face on Facebook in 2012 okay like and and some of them Oh, oh, I know. Some of them. I know. I know. Some of them are just ridiculous. Oh. And you know what the gas thing is? is some people go, God, I look great. I know. And you're like, uh, news just in. It's fucking a cartoon drawn. Yeah. You don't look like that in real yeah. life. Like we had, we had a huge face tune uh, trend for a while. I'm still not allergic to that, y'all. If y'all want to touch up your photos, grand, no problem. But this is taking it to the next level. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like almost like anime porn. Some of them. Yeah. And, and it's like all these like people that are ripped, and you're like, you haven't been to the gym in like <laughs> forty years. <laughs> Like, Leave me alone. Uh, well, that's my last one already. Anyway, that's it. Well, that's enough. I think. Listen, we're going to be back in a couple of weeks with our last episode of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But until next time, stay petty. Well, kiss, kiss, Christmas kiss. Happy Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.